0: Thank you for downloading this podcast from BJOG. This is a podcast of the editorial for the July 2020 issue of BGOG, and I'm Patrick Chen. The year 2020 will undoubtedly be remembered for the COVID-19 pandemic. The ramifications from this viral pandemic are huge. There has been massive disruption to healthcare and economies from almost every country in the world owing to the need to cope with the increased use of hospital beds and to contain the spread of this infection by the use of social restriction. In the UK, virtually all elective healthcare has come to a standstill in order to deal with the increased hospital emissions from COVID-19. Even the treatment of cancer patients has been affected in order to shield such patients from the immunosuppressive effects of their cancer treatment. We have also seen that prolonged measures of social restriction are associated with various psychological and psychiatric issues in the community. The first reported presence of this virus was from Wuhan in China back in December 2019. Since then, the pandemic has spread to other countries in the Far East and subsequently to Europe, North America and elsewhere. It is now clear that without an effective vaccine and treatment for this infection, the virus is likely to remain prevalent. Therefore, unless a vaccine or treatment is available in the immediate future, it is looking increasingly likely that adaptation to health services is probably going to be required for some significant length of time in order to avoid any secondary peaks in new infections. BGOG has been striving to report on scientific articles relating to COVID-19, in order to guide obstetricians and gynecologists in the management of patients with this infection, and also in how to control the pandemic. In order to do this, we have fast-tracked the publication of several related articles. In the July issue, Key and colleagues reported their experience from China, including the timing of delivery should be decided on maternal disease status, and on whether there is any other obstetric indications to expedite the delivery. There is no clear evidence on whether a vaginal or abdominal delivery is more beneficial, and both regional and general anesthesia can be employed during labour and delivery. The use of general anesthesia is now considered to be an aerosol generating procedure, and hence would require full personal protective equipment. It is also clear that the delivery of women with proven COVID-19 infections should be undertaken in an isolated delivery suite with staff also using full personal protective equipment. There is increasing evidence that vertical viral transmission is possible and hence umbilical blood, amniotic fluid, placental together with neonatal throat and nasal swabs should be obtained in order to monitor the newborn infant. At the time of writing, there are more articles on COVID-19 disease in pregnant women that are due to be published in BGOG. As more information becomes available, there will be further publications on this disease to guide clinical care. BGOG has also created a COVID-19 resource center on the BGOG website, which is a compilation of several relevant clinical guidelines and statements from professional societies COVID-19 registries, primary research and systematic reviews, as well as interesting websites and blogs. The pandemic has also affected gynecological practice indirectly. Although elective gynecology has virtually ceased in the UK until now, emergency gynecology and some elements of cancer surgery are still ongoing. It is also evident that patients contacting COVID-19 infection during surgery are more likely to experience increased post-operative morbidity and mortality. There is therefore an increasing trend to employ more conservative treatments where possible. In this issue of BJOG, Mandelbaum and colleagues reported the increased use of conservative surgery instead of the more conventional treatment with oophorectomy for ovarian torsion in the USA. Especially in younger patients, Without any increased in perioperative complications. Conservative surgery is defined as any procedures to untorsion the affected ovary with or without ovarian cystectomy, drainage of ovarian cysts, or ophoropexy. Progestogens delivered using the Marina IUS has also been used to treat low grade endometrial carcinoma successfully. In an article from the BGOG debate series, Barr and Crosby argue for the use of the marina IUS to treat early stage endometrial cancer in obese patients, where surgery with laparoscopic total hysterectomy and bilateral sampling may be technically challenging, with farting providing the counter response to this debate. Although these studies on the use of conservative surgery for ovarian torsion and marina IUS for early stage endometrial carcinoma were undertaken outside a pandemic setting, the use of such treatments may be helpful to health services around the world to cope with this disease. Thank you very much for your attention. Thank you for listening to this podcast from BJOG. We have been reporting the best research in women's health since 1902. We are keen to hear your views. Tweet us at BJOG Tweets. You can find more podcasts at www.bjog.org.